0: The Saturday Friends Club.
1: Everybody, it's a wonderful Saturday outside. It is sunny. The weather is good for the first time in a very long time. Yeah, this is kind of actually sadly.
2: We're sitting in here discussing these movies.
1: I mean, granted, we can get outside. We can then, you know, figure out what we could do. We could potentially buy us some peanuts. Perhaps Cracker Jacks. Perhaps. Perhaps. Maybe see a good, old, looking at me. A good old ball game. I don't think the season started yet. It's probably not. It's still like March. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the Saturday Friends Club. This is your podcast about watching stuff that we may have seen before. And baseball. Yep, I'm here. I'm Josh. Sabrina's here. Hello. And uh Eric's here. Yeah, I'm here. We uh we're we're back from the episode where we just went to Oz. Yeah. Um we're back. We returned.
3: From outer space.
1: Yeah. Da 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 da. Yeah, yeah. you want to what, content ideas a little more on that? <laughs> no, uh, I
3: have to make it as bad as possible so they don't hear oh, the, okay. the similarity. All right. You're welcome.
1: Oh, that's that's a, that's great. I, I appreciate you were hitting it just as good as you could. Interesting decision. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so uh, welcome back. This is our Day Friends Club. Uh, we ha- we are in the middle of our span in which our, we are doing our fan fav- favorites. We have reached out to our Patreon friends to go ahead and... Uh, Bring up some of the things that they have uh, enjoyed in the past. Oh, Uh, they brought it. Oh, yes. And basically this week, um, we have done uh, previously. Boy, I'm just completely just spacing out here. Uh, Return to Oz. Now we are going to be doing Rookie of the Year. And uh, next up, we've got uh, the Richie of the Riches coming up. You already just giving me a little bit of feeling there? Just what's in your soul? Yeah. Okay. Well, the nice one on this one, this choice actually comes from our friend uh, Phoenician Ah. over on the Patreon. And not only did Phoenician give me a nice little write-up. Long time, first time. Yep. uh, But they actually have given us an audio recording Hmm. explaining their background Explaining
2: the, explaining themselves,
1: and the best part is, is that when they sent it, they said, "Actually, I did not realize how hard it is to read something off of the t- uh, computer
2: into an audio recording." Now you know our pain, my pain. Yes, yes. perhaps we work, we work so hard reading these Wikipedia articles, <laughs> and then complaining about the people editing.
1: Well, or editing, or my inability to actually speak and talk when I'm on. A radio microphone
2: words are hard they
1: are there's a lot of them and i'm bad at names uh so how about we hit this i'll hit this button and uh we we'll hit it yeah we can find out what phoenician thinks about the old ball game about this movie that we're about to cover called uh, rookie of the year so uh, i haven't heard this this could be 100 percent swears do we know
2: do we know if are they a cubs fan
1: I have no, no clue. This could just be just. This could Which, be just a straight dump on us. They could just be dunking. That's a different sports term. Uh, yeah. In yeah. basketball, they dunk the ball. Yes, the, yeah. you are correct. All right. Uh, so let's hit this. I'll we'll find out. Uh, what um, you know, they think about this.
0: this. This could be fun. Hello, Saturday Friends Club. I wanted to thank you all for all the great podcasts you have put out. Keep up the good work. This week, we'll be covering a movie called Rookie of the Year, starring a young Thomas Ian Nicholas and directed by Daniel Stern. When I was growing up, my family had a small collection of VHS tapes, and Rookie of the Year was prominent among them. This movie came out when I was about eight years old, and over the course of my childhood, I must have watched it dozens of times. Even now, in our 30s, My siblings and I will sometimes drop in a quote from Rookie of the Year at a family get-together. I know that nostalgia is a powerful drug, and that I'm probably looking at this through rose-colored glasses, but I loved this movie as a kid. I look forward to re-watching it myself, as well as hearing the thoughts of the Saturday Friends Club panelists. Thanks again for everything you do.
2: All right, so no, no answer to my question on if they're a Cubs fan or not, but
1: I would have to assume it's just general, either baseball or just you know we we all watch things as kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. where we may have like invested ourselves in something that we didn't one hundred percent understand what it would turn into,
2: or it was just something you watched as a kid, whether or not it was good or not, like thinking very much. Me and Ernest Rides Again,
1: yeah. I mean granted Ernest Rise again not a good movie but no. d- good in the terms of the greater Ernest lexicon
2: I was I would maintain so yes
1: <laughs> Um all right so let's just go ahead and do the rundown hmm. had any of us seen rookie of the year before now Nope Nope Yes No I uh, I, I believe that this is a movie that I've seen once or twice uh I couldn't have told you a thing about it beyond the fact that I remembered that there were the Cubs, that there was a kid, he played baseball, and I did remember the big bulky guy from New York <laughs> when he showed up.
2: Yeah, there's like in a movie full of actual baseball players, and like the main bad guy is like he he looks like uh, Jean Claude Van Damme's partner in Bloodsport if he was a baseball <laughs> player. I'll I'll be interesting. I want to pull
1: him up because he is just the muscles. Like, in no way is he a baseball player.
2: In a movie that also contains Barry Bonds, he is the roided out guy.
1: (laughs) All right. Um, So, yes, uh, once more. Thanks, Phoenician. Let's go ahead and get down to it. Why don't we go ahead and step up to that plate? Why don't we go ahead and, and, and loosen up that arm? Let's uh let's get some of that sticky tack stuff, that mud let's, that they that they use.
2: Let's let's yeah, let's I was gonna say let's get some pine tar and then pretend that we didn't. Yeah. Uh, uh let's let's frantically like unfasten and fasten our gloves.
1: Let's uh let's you know change our stance, get on the mound, step back off the mound, get back on the mound. Uh let's try and tuck it in tight to the inside corners. Uh I am using as many baseball terms Look, as I am aware. I don't
3: even understand what you're saying. Well
1: then let's go ahead and get to the point that I reach over here for the button that I actually have to hit to uh go ahead and do rookie of the year. Baseball, America's sport.
2: Wow, that sounded like the Starship Troopers theme for a second.
1: <laughs> Enlist now! Enlistment yeah. engages citizenship. You want to know more?
2: <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's go ahead and
1: talk about Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year is a 1993 American sports comedy film
2: starring Thomas Ian Nicholas
1: and Gary Busey.
2: I I'm just gonna say right up front, Gary Busey in one of his more subdued performances. Well, it gave him less
1: cocaine this time around. I
2: think the mustache, also his his like uh, late nine his late eighties early nineties porno mustache in this movie, <laughs> really like conceals his giant horse teeth. So I think it really draws. I think he should bring that back.
1: It, it would. It probably would be pretty good, though. I don't know. Is at this point he would probably end up just like getting one of those weird like Fu Manchu's. I can see it. You know? <laughs> hey, check me out. Ah. <laughs> I drink horse blood uh, as players of the Chicago Cubs baseball team. Uh, the cast also includes Albert Hall, Dan Hidea, Eddie Brackern, Amy Morton, Bruce Altman, John Gerbingherber, Neil Flynn, and Daniel <laughs> Stern, who also directed, and John Candy in an unaccredited role. Even
2: John Candy's like, uh, don't put my name in the
1: credits. Uh, I'll, just, I'll just pass on this one, guys. Uh Yes, Daniel Stern. Do you remember what Daniel Stern is from?
2: I wish I wish I could forget him in this movie.
1: He may have used all of his Home Alone movie to make a baseball movie. Ooh. He's the guy from Home Alone. He's one of the robbers. He's
2: the, he's the non-Joe
1: Pesci.
3: Weird. He's in another movie with... Wait, no.
1: No, Joe Pesci's not in this movie. No,
2: Imagine if Joe Pesci was in this movie. But it's
3: weird because the next movie we're going to do does have Macaulay Calkin in it.
2: I just saw I just saw Goodfellas again recently and like, oh yeah, this is Joe Pesci. So
3: Come on, I'm walking here. Yep. Except he never said that line. That was uh <laughs>
2: That's uh John Voight, isn't it?
3: I don't I don't remember who said it, but I know it's not him. No. That was
2: That's from Midnight Cowboy.
1: Yeah, that is that one.
3: I've never heard of that. Everyone's I just know talking that line.
1: Henry Rowengardner. <laughs> An unskilled Little Leaguer dreams of playing in the major leagues. Henry breaks his arm, catching a fly ball. Wow, we've zipped forward in this movie real fast. We
2: didn't miss anything, though.
1: Well, yeah, it's pretty much just like, a, he's not good at baseball. Look how awful he is. Like, he he couldn't catch this pitch, and it was just right there in front of him. And then when he needed to throw it, he threw it over the fence. walk a
2: Sorry, Josh, I'm offending your native culture. Whatever.
1: <laughs> I don't know why you think that that's my culture um don't appropriate pr- appropriating cultures that are not my cultures I don't um but yeah basically and then there's always the like hey there's this girl at school that's into you but you know it's just kind of like oh I can't ask her even though obviously she's doing the i'm smiling at you and blinking yeah, but they're all and- like-
2: they're all in fourth grade. I didn't. I like. I felt like this was an unrealistic portrayal. Yeah, I mean, none of us gave a shit in fourth grade.
1: I mean, it felt like middle school more than fourth grade. I felt too young to be. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, let's see. So uh, Henry breaks his arm catching a fly ball. When the doctor removes his cast, he discovers Henry's tendons have healed a little too tight, enabling Henry to pitch it with incredible force. Yep, that's how it works. Meanwhile, at Wrigley Field during a Chicago Cubs game, Henry's friends get a home run ball hit by the visiting team, the Montreal Expos. R.I.P. Right at the Expos. R.I.P. Yep. <laughs> pour one out, plus yeah. F to pay respects. Pour, pour out
2: some, pour out some uh, poutine for the that's, Montreal
3: Expos. That's okay; they they still have the Blue Jays. Uh,
2: that's just,
1: that is one team in all of Canada,
3: but it's a, still a team. <laughs> Go Blue Jays.
2: All right. (laughs) Wow. Big, big, uh, uh, big push for the uh, Blue Jays fans.
3: Well, probably because we know a lot of Blue Jays fans. Oh, really?
2: Yeah.
1: Mm. Mm. Good talk. Yeah. Nice. Um, At Wrigley Field during a Chicago Cubs game, the home run ball by the visiting team, Montreal Expos. uh, Basically, there's an entire thing where it's like, oh, if the other team scores a home run, you throw that ball back. You don't want that ball.
2: Yeah. Um,
3: throw it back. Throw it back. Throw it back.
2: Yeah, stick it to the other the, Yeah, the Cubs fans should just be happy with what they had at this point. <laughs> A free ball. A yeah. free ball. I got something out of this game.
1: <laughs> when they give it to Henry to throw back the throw the ball back into the field, he throws the ball so hard it reaches home plate on the fly. 435 feet from where Henry and his friends were sitting. And then suddenly they get attacked by Cubs fans. Yeah hey that kid can throw real hard let's go beat him up
2: but we sh- we should say just real quick to for real who are maybe not baseball people and even I am barely qualified as a baseball person but th- th- this is like 99 this is 93 so this is at like the the depths of like the cubs are really bad at this point yep and they'd famously at this point not won a World Series in I think it was I think it, it wasn't quite a century at this point. But it got there. Like, I think how long did it take them to win the series? I mean,
1: it was 93, which was when the movie was made. Yeah. Uh, the Cubs' last time of actually going into the playoffs is
2: that part. 45.
1: Well, well um, the last time they went to the playoffs was in 1989, okay. where they got uh, decimated by the Mets. The last time that they won the World Series was in. <laughs> they, met, ni- they met the Mets. <laughs> yeah. The last time they won a World Series was in 1908. There you go. And the it's only recently in 2016 that they won the world series. So that's something like it's 108,
2: uh, 108 years. Yes. So literally a century, not a single world series. So they have always, so the back, the background of this movie is they have always been the like laughing stock of uh, major league baseball because they're, they've been that they actually, they've been good before and they were actually like, uh uh good at various points, but it was just that they could just never pull off a world series win. No.
1: I mean basically we look at I mean they hadn't even gotten to the World Series for the longest time. Yeah, they
2: hadn't had a pennant in a long time. I mean
1: they won it they won the pendant last in like forty five. Yeah. So so hence so believe- the reason why they were like, hey they won the pendant which is just like if they can win the pendant they can win the goddamn World Series. It doesn't matter.
2: But anyway, so that's just the background. The Cubs very bad, especially at this point. in which I was shocked at, like the Cubs clearly were involved in making this movie. So it's a movie that is constantly dunking on the Cubs.
1: Yeah, it's like the angels of the outfield of just yes. like, hey, let's just rally behind one baseball team.
2: Yeah, but I'm sure it's one of those things. Like, yeah, they'd let you. Yeah, they'd let you shoot whatever if you rented out their stadium.
1: <laughs> Please give us money. That'd Please be great. anything. Wait for the baseball movie with the A's. <laughs> Hey, look! More sewage is
2: on the field. Awesome. In spite of that, they've been good lately. Hmm. But um, I don't follow baseball, unfortunately. Yeah, it's I, I I very very often on, but it was funny. Yeah, it was funny to see them playing the Giants starting off like, woo. <laughs> Eat hey, uh, <hey>, shit, Chicago. <laughs> uh,
1: when they give it to Henry to throw back, he throws it four hundred and thirty-five feet. Uh, Looking for a miracle to save the club, which is suffering slumping attendance, General Manager Larry Fisher looks to recruit Henry. Manager Sal Maloneza... Martinella. Martinella, that seems better. (laughs) Visits Henry at home to scout him, bringing a radar gun, and discovers that Henry can pitch at over 100 miles per hour. That is 160 kilometers per hour per Wikipedia. Cool. (laughs) For the remainder of the season... Henry has to juggle the culture shock of playing a major leagues alongside one of his heroes, aging pitcher R- Chet Rocket Steadman. His
2: name's Chet Stedman. Just, just think about that one for a minute.
1: And socializing his other thing he needs to do. Yeah,
2: this movie has a whole thing where it's like his strained relationship with his friends because he's playing major league baseball and it's like terribly uninteresting and like why didn't you help on the boat? Like I'm playing Major League Baseball. Yeah, but you were supposed to be here to help on the boat. I'm saving the Cubs. We need to we got us. I got an engine for the boat. We gotta have our Oh my god. This is another moment in which like and it just the kids acting in general. I the the the, the kid of the main character I find incredibly annoying in this movie. All of those lines were like like this, I'm gonna deliver it like this and like that face.
1: And and then just the like Cost it just like I'm gonna do all the kid baseball stuff. I'm gonna be on the first place and be
2: like, Hey pitcher, hey pitcher yeah, this pitcher can't pitch, pitch, pitch watching this just again, maybe the thing was just like I wish I was watching Sandlot right now. That is like an infinitely better kids movie, an infinitely better baseball movie. Better movie. Watch that lot.
1: Meanwhile, his mother Mary tries to keep him grounded while resisting attempts by Fisher and her boyfriend Jack to exploit him.
2: I actually liked her. His mother; she's like a funny character. She's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jack is.
1: Jack shows up and he just might as well just eat shit through the entire movie. Yeah, like much. the moment he shows in with like that printed shirt. He got that with like, just like buttoned up all the way to the top, and he's like in a uh, like a. um I think he's in like a tiny little like um,
3: sports car
1: sports car that he can't really fit in. Yeah, he's, yeah. Well, he's driving a Miata. Yeah, and it's just like he just immediately are just like, oh, like there's something about this guy. I don't
2: like he's him. Got, he's got Phil Hartman energy from Jingle All the Way.
1: <laughs> uh, so Henry's first game is a relief appearance against the New York Mets, in which he gives up a home run to the Mets' feared slugger Hedo.
3: What a jerk, by the way. (laughs) Oh,
1: he's amazing. Heddo is great. Actually, now that I know his name is Heddo, his name is Tom Malinovich. Let's see what else he's done. Uh, How great would it be if he actually played for the Mets now? He was a state trooper in Groundhog's Day. Uh, He was in uh, Above the Law. Which appears to be a Seagull joint. Ooh. Uh, he was Ed in Hardball, and he was Stunts in the Package.
2: Okay. Well, that's enough about him.
1: And, yeah, and he died in 2003.
3: What?
2: Yeah. Yeah, he fought Seagull, He died. Yeah. <laughs> Got punched by Seagull. and then Seagal, Seagal, lady Seagal did his little, like, runaway. Seagull lightly slapped him, and he fell off camera and died. I, I don't like the way you talk to that kid. <laughs>
1: He's too mean to that kid. I got to punch him and then run away. Uh, Let's see. So, uh, despite wanting to quit, he shows marked improvement under tutoring from Stedman, who records a second consecutive save against the San Francisco Giants capped off with his first MLB strikeout, continuing to impress leading into and during a road game against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Ooh. Henry bats for the first time. Beat
2: L.A. B-L-A.
1: and his small stature frustrates the pitcher to the point where he walks on four straight pitcher and pitches. He subsequently scores a run followed by an adult player who scores behind him limited by Henry speed in, yeah. a, in a little jokey joke, fun, like little scene. Well,
2: and also the thing, this is the national league. So you can't, you don't have, uh, you don't have like uh, designated hitters. So yeah, he has to, like, how did they get through the other games? Without him having to bat.
1: I mean, I think they just did the same thing the whole time. Like he was just going to be in each game, just being real tiny, and nobody can hit his strike zone.
2: I, I guess, but then this, this seems very irresponsible because like a pitch could just like kill him.
1: Yeah, well, I, I mean, I don't
3: understand. I don't know the rules of baseball, so I had a hard time understanding some of the stuff it that make, was happening in this movie.
1: I mean, maybe they only used him as a designated pitch pitcher in the bottom of the ninth.
2: Yeah, but he's like a relief pitcher, maybe. Yeah, so okay. basically
1: he would never have to hit. But this was the one part where they were just like, eh, let's put him in a few... Uh, well, few... he's like,
2: he has to learn to bat Why? He can't. He couldn't hit the ball.
1: Yeah, but just he can destroy just... Destroy him. <laughs> they can just walk him, and then he can get double plays by just being an annoying
2: butt. Yeah, I guess that's it.
1: Uh yeah. Let's see. Over the seasons, the Cubs are winning, and Henry is becoming more successful pitching. His relationships become strained as Henry's friends grow jealous of his fame, and Mary breaks up with Jack when he tricks her into signing a contract to join the New York Yankees. Gross. Eventually, Henry resolves the conflict with his friends, and when he asks team owner Bob Carson about the contract with the Yankees, Carson explains that he never authorized a deal and wants to retain Henry. Henry tells Carson that he will retire at the end of the season for reasons.
2: Like, I going to go back, like, I going to be back doing kid stuff.
1: Carson is initially disappointed, but then respects Henry's decision. Carson demotes Fisher to hot dog salesman after finding out that Fisher tried to set up the deal.
2: They, they set up the Cubs owner as this, like, insane moron, which is actually pretty close to the truth. <laughs> Like, it was famously owned by, like, a series of just, digi- like, just abject idiots for a long time.
1: Well, and I also love that, like, what, uh, basically, um, John Candy is the hurry Curry of this world. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. He's just like, oh, hi, guys. Oh. I mean, but he's not doing that. He's doing the John Candy. Yes.
2: He's doing yeah. John Candy.
1: Oh, look at me. I'm John Candy. I'm up here in this booth just shouting out like I'm supposed to be a person. I'm John Candy. Can I'm I gonna- go home
2: now? Please don't put my name in the credits. <laughs>
1: I just want to get some some food. I came for the food. Uh, let's see. On the last day of the season, the Cubs face the Mets once again at Wrigley Field with Steadman starting. If the club, Cubs win the game, they win the division title and can move on to the World Series because that's how this works. Yep. That, that I don't think that's how this works. Well, I mean, don't you still have to go through the playoffs? Like, if you win the if you win the the division, that doesn't mean that you immediately go to the World Series.
2: I don't know what the, I, I'm, I'm looking at the description, too. I don't know what yeah, it's saying. Yeah, it, it says,
1: the last day of the seasons, the Cubs face the Mets once again at Wrigley Field. If the Cubs win the game, they win the division title and can move on to the World Series. But that's not how the World Series so that, works. A, I guess so. Yeah. Unless I it,
3: have no... I have no clue. I don't... I don't know anything about
1: baseball or unless back then like it was, it was only four teams that went in so one from each division and then the division leaders went I on to the it world might also team. just
2: be a typo in the wikipedia articles mm-hmm. we've established not the best
1: yeah well granted we also none of us know about baseball enough to actually be able to quantify on this sedman finds the rocket and pitches well but injures his arm while tagging a runner out at home sedman turns the ball over to henry Henry easily strikes out the slide. Uh, 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 Let's try this. Henry easily strikes out the side in the seventh and eighth innings, but in the top of the ninth, mimicking something that happened at the beginning of the movie, which caused him to get this freakish arm. He slips on a baseball and lands on his side, reversing the effects of his first fall and reducing his arm to normal strength. Henry frustrates the Cubs and their fans by intentionally walking the other team. He brings in the disappointed Cubs players, explaining why he can no longer throw fastballs, and sends them back to their positions with a plan. With the cooperation, Henry sneaks the ball to the first baseman, who tags the runner out. Henry walks the next batter, with whom he trades insults. When the runner dares him to throw the the ball high, Henry does so, but stops as the runner takes off for second. He is tagged out, setting up the final showdown with Heddo. Henry throws a changeup, which Heddo misses. Heddo's next hit is ruled a foul ball. And therefore, since it was the second hit, a foul ball is a, technically a strike in this yes. instance. So now he's 0-2. So, yeah, so Henry opens his glove to find... So there's this entire other plot that has not been mentioned, where basically her his mom's been like, oh, your dad was a pitcher. Like, he was a he was a great pitcher, and then like basically, it's like, oh, well. Then later, halfway through the movie, he's like, no, I knew that dad just like left you when he, you, you know, when you got, you know, me. So basically, like, it, I knew he wasn't a big pitcher or anything. You were just telling me a cool story. There's
2: so much else in this movie that's just like not
1: additional filler.
2: Yeah, they it really this it's not not interesting. So but, yes, yeah. there's a the whole thing where it's like he he thought it's yeah, it was set up because his dad's a great picture. But it turns out he actually knew he was just this guy. And he never noticed
1: this piece of tape on his glove
2: that he had. And he goes and
1: he pulls back his tape. And instead of his dad's name, it's his mom's name. His mom's glove.
3: I mean, they've hit it at it several times, though, because when she throws stuff, she throws stuff
1: underhand. Uh, underhand. Like like softball like stuff.
3: Because it's like, well, she's obviously played softball.
1: Right. Well, I mean, I, I could throw something underhand and nobody will be like, oh, he played softball.
3: Well, it's the way she throws it, I think.
2: Misses? She, yeah. Huh? Uh, she, like missed, like she throws the suntan lotion and just totally misses. Well, I mean, she would have to be doing
1: like... So there's like soft pitch and a hard pitch softball. Right. Like If she just did the... It's obviously soft pitch, which is just the straight underhand. If she did like the fast pitch, like... Whirlwind arm and
2: then launched it I've at him. I've seen that in like the little league. That's so we- like the like that's so weird to watch.
1: Like it's just like it's like a trebuchet, just yeah. like woo, woo. it's like whipping a ball towards the plate. Um, so Henry opens his glove to find not his father's name but Mary's in the stands. She signals him to throw a floater. He does so and strikes out a shocked head-o, winning the division title for the Cubs. Everyone cheers in celebration while Hedo throws a tantrum. The next spring, Henry's playing Little League baseball again with Marion Stedman as his team's coaches. Yes, yeah, so now his his
2: idol, Gary Busey, is now like his baseball dad. Yeah, all right, now I'm gonna, I don't know, I'm here now.
3: Well, because he wrecked his arm, so he can't play baseball He's anymore. merely
1: mortal again. Uh, after catching a home run ball that ensures... Well, I was
3: talking about Gary Busey,
1: but oh. yeah. Yeah. Uh, After catching a home run ball that ensures this team's victory, Henry raises his fist to reveal a Cubs World Series championship ring he is wearing, signifying his role in securing the Cubs victory in the World Series, despite neither he nor Stedman actually taking part in it. It
3: doesn't matter as long as you're part of the team at the time, you get the ring. The person who wrote the article had to throw that
2: in a little bit. No, he was not part of the team at the
3: time.
1: Even though, basically, the team (laughs) lost both of their pitchers? Yeah, where did they get? They, they were get a still makeup? part
3: of the team. Yeah, I know. Just but- because they're injured, like if that happens, you stay with the team until at least the end of the season. So that means if you're even if you're on the bench and you never yeah. play, you still get the ring.
2: Right, but it's, it's a triumphant moment, and it must also be a big like screw you to the Cubs fans watching this movie. Like, hey, we won the World Series in this fantasy movie. Oh, yeah. Not going to happen in real life.
1: Well, I mean, it's like the Angels in the Outfield. It's like, hey, we can't really win this. We don't
2: actually have Christopher Lloyd watching us from heaven. It's like, hey, the Mighty Ducks. The Ducks can't actually win. (laughs) Yeah, what is it? The whole, like, this late 80s, early, like, mid-90s fantasy, like, sports movies about teams that just, like, that just, like, eat shit constantly, but... They're magically great in this movie.
1: Well, you want I can give you two examples why the Angels and the Ducks, both owned by Disney.
2: Oh,
3: yeah, that's why that happened. Oh shit!
1: Yeah, it's almost like they wanted to help their sports teams that mm. they owned.
2: Hmm. All I, I, As it even more that, like, hey, we can get this stadium real cheap. Yeah. No, well, one, no one's, no one's going to see L.A. like the Angels play. Yep.
3: Well, I think it was also a type of self-promotion. Yeah, yeah. To get people to go, even though they aren't, may not necessarily be a good team.
2: Well, they talked about they filmed this movie at Wrigley Field a fair amount. Like in at one point, in between a doubleheader. Hmm. So like, if you went to both games, like game in the morning, and then you could be an extra in this dumb movie, and then the second game. Weird. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. They did they did some of that where they were just like, Yeah, go ahead and cheer this thing so that we can have a whole bunch of fans do this. Yeah. Uh, that'll be that'll be some of the fun trivia that we have for this one. Um But yeah, um, so there's one person that we really haven't talked about during this movie. <laughs> like we we've covered we've covered Gary Busey, we've covered Thomas Ian Nicholas. I, I would
2: just say on Gary Busey, I like saying is a very subdued performance. He never has a freak out. He never like bears his horse teeth at someone. He's really just this kind of like broke down pitcher. I was like, oh, that's it was it, it was funny to see him in like in a more subdued performance.
0: Yeah,
3: I thought I was like, I wow, like, he's, he's an of, actual actor. Oh my god, yeah. I kind
2: of forgot he was insane. Right, like for a uh, brief moment, I forgot that he was an insane person.
1: You know, kind of like the uh, the uh, father from um, Back to the Future. Like you completely yeah. forget that that man is completely out of his skull. Um, but you know we didn't talk about Daniel Stern in this movie. Oh. He was in it. Oh my god, you want, you want... he
3: was so unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. Okay, so I'm gonna talk with this big water seeds in my mouth and do the funny stick stuff. I'm, I'm a dumb man, and I'm in this movie. Yeah, it's, I'm the director of this movie, and I'm also just gonna come at and talk a whole bunch of stuff. My jersey's all sorts of messy and dirty, and I'm just
2: gonna tell you how baseball's like and it's just, just like
1: oh
3: boy. I just boy. don't understand. They say he's the pitching coach, but then he's not very good.
2: Because he's the comic relief in this comedy. Or I guess it's not really a comedy. Yeah. He was unnecessary. He was unnecessary and annoying and just like another diversion from the actual like if if like the actual plot of this movie is pretty short. They just like throw in a lot of other stuff.
3: Well I'll... This is a kids movie.
2: It is, but that's the,
3: the thing. Angel in the Outfield and the Mighty Ducks were also kids movies. These are kids movies. Yeah, but the,
2: like, I I just looked this up. Uh This movie came out the same year as Sandlot, so there was a there was a rush to put out like kids baseball nostalgia movies.
1: Well, and well, and it did well because this budget was only ten million and it grossed fifty three. Yeah,
2: wow. i like, sure this cost like nothing to make because it's like ooh, we got to rent. You gotta rent time like in between games at Wrigley Field. Makes it seem like the week you go rent out the A's stadium just like, okay, you wanna be on the
1: Ocho, just stand out here. <laughs> the
2: A's are like the A's fans, I from what I've seen are still fairly devoted. It's a it's a, it's a terrible stadium, but like they're they've been good. They're not like they're not going anywhere. The Cubs were like famous for just being total just being totally in the like the doghouse and having like terrible attendance. Mm-hmm. So let's see. To go through, this is the only film,
1: as we mentioned, directed by Daniel Stern. I wonder why. I mean, he made money. I he did. They're just rolling in that hot money. Uh, John Candy as the radio broadcaster is unaccredited. His role isn't mentioned in the movie credits or even among the cast here <laughs> I, at IMDb. I, I don't wanna, yeah,
2: I don't want to be in this movie at all.
1: I don't. I please don't don't show that I'm in this movie. I just came for the hot dogs. Could
2: you just re- could you just give me a, a pack of hot dogs wrapped in hundred dollar bills. That'll work. <laughs> Uh, oh, there's a there
1: is a good outtake. Uh, when Henry's mother is celebrating Henry scoring a run uh, by after being walked, she hits her head on a lamp uh, around the 57.45 mark. <laughs> Morton obviously didn't mean to do this. She is visibly hurt, and after sitting down, mutters, "Oh shit," which is dubbed <laughs> out.
2: Oh, I missed that.
1: Yeah, there, there's one part where she just yes, and you can just see bang, and she reaches up and touches it, but she's holding her head, and just goes, "Oh shit!" <laughs> uh, I've got. It's funny that they kept that in there. Uh, Let's see. Following the film's release, Thomas Ian Nicholas threw out the first pitch at multiple Cubs games. Of course he did. And was also invited to sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game multiple times during the customary seventh inning stretch at Wrigley Field. Oh, man, that had to have been sad. During the 2015 National League Championship Series, where the Cubs faced the Mets, they did the same. He attended game four in a Rowan Gartner
2: number one jersey similar to what he wore in the
1: film.
3: Aww, and he was really that's milked. That's so cute. I mean,
2: I know the Cubs I mean, the Cubs were, I mean, they had their team, but like, man, why bring this kid back?
1: All right, here's the tie-in. When Henry first goes to the Wrigley field as a pitcher, he goes to the player's entrance. When he knocks on the door to be let in, an old man pokes his head through the hole at first. Mm-hmm. At first, he doesn't let Henry in. When Henry reveals that he is, as the old man says, Well, it's a horse of a different color, which is the same thing said in The Wizard of Oz when Dorothy and his gang get into Oz. Mm -hmm. It's the tie-in. It's the
3: segue. That exact scene was directly taken from Wizard of Oz. Nobody
2: sees the manager, no him, no how. But, But Why? Why reference Wizard of Oz?
3: I don't know. Maybe because the door, the doors to Wrigley Field, actually look like the doors to the Oz, so they decided to play on that. I
2: think they just did it for goofs.
3: Yeah. they're just like
2: this will be a great.
1: Scene. They probably
3: were like, "Hey, this looks a lot like the fucking thing from Wizard of Oz. Let's kids, make a joke."
2: Kids love ref- us referencing like an eighty-year-old movie.
3: I thought it was pretty good. <laughs>
2: So the
1: scene featuring the live shots of Wrigley, uh, of the crowd at Wrigley Field chanting we want Henry was filmed in September of 1992, between games of a doubleheader between the Cubs and the St. Louis Cardinals.
3: Wow. Uh,
1: the film's producers described the scene and instructed the crowd on that they should chant over the stadium's PA system. While the majority of the fans participated, a large number of Cardinals fans in the crowd went off scripts chanting, We Want Ozzy, referring to the Cardinals all-star shortstop, Ozzy Smith. <laughs> it took multiple takes for the entire crowd to participate in the correct
2: chant, and the Ozzy chants are Not audible in the film. Uh,
3: What a bunch of assholes!
2: (laughs) I'm trying to now think. Ozzy Smith was in the Simpsons episode uh, about with with all the baseball players. I'm trying to make which uh, I forget which one he. What happened to him in that one?
1: Oh, uh, I I should mention this. Gary Busey was clean shaven, and the mustache is fake. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Hey, can you just give me a man? (laughs) Hey, at least it's not the opposite. At least your Superman won't you know not
2: shave his mustache. You know, I th- get I think it's a good, a better look for him. He looks a lot more sane.
3: Yes, I thought so too. It helped um, hide his freakishly white it, teeth.
2: I feel like I feel like if you if you like if you remove the mustache, you'd be just like lifting his upper lip. Just like, yeah. <laughs>
3: you
1: know what? I'm gonna call it at that. While Tiffany called George Roger, he wasn't too far off. Roger is a variation of George spelled differently. <laughs> we'll end with that. Two yes. Was- Two of seventeen found that interesting on IMDb. Okay, well, two people are idiots. The, the least, the least uh, useful. Uh, that was uh, that was rookie of the year.
2: Yeah, it just like I, I see. I, there was so much in this movie that was just like, why is this in here? Like, so all the all like the draw the kid drama like in the middle of this like baseball movie.
1: So, Sabrina,
2: <laughs>
1: <clears throat> you were going into this movie and going, uh and you were cackling through most of it.
3: <laughs> it's a good kids movie. <laughs> I'm like a kid, you know, if, if I could find something entertaining, you know, then I consider it a good movie. And I was pretty entertained through most of it. As I my, thought the antics of the, of the fucking kid was pretty funny. He's just funny. a kid.
1: He's not at that age yet. <laughs>
3: Shut up. <laughs> That's what I meant. I don't know. I found it entertaining i laughed a lot i thought some of the antics of the kid were pretty funny i mean it's very unrealistic i know this is a fantasy sports movie though so i was able to just go into it being like okay don't take this shit too seriously right. obviously it has its like flaws like like <laughs> The the idea for this movie is that he breaks his arm and gets this weird superpower to throw really fast because his tendons fused to his bone was really dumb. But, you know, if you just don't look at that and you go into it and you're like, okay, this is a kid's fantasy sports movie. This is a kid's fantasy. It, it was pretty fun. I, I thought it was fun to watch.
2: I guess it just feels like the, they had the premise, which is like, okay, you know, Kid has magic arm, plays for the, a major league baseball team, and I don't think they quite figure out how to make that into the rest of the movie. So it just feels this is like, okay, now he's just playing baseball but we can't just have like an hour of baseball in the middle of this movie. So they well, no,
3: because it wouldn't be interesting.
2: Yeah, so it's like they have to add in all this other stuff. But then it's just, it just felt very weird. It's like, oh,
1: you're getting signed to the Yankees, oh, and now it's... you can't make this. You need to work with your friends to get this boat. And by the way, there's this girl that's kind of interested into you. And uh, hey, you're also hanging out with your like number one idol, but he seems a little depressed. Yeah,
2: but it, it's all like ancillary to the main plot of the movie. So it was just it just felt like the middle of this movie was just like. What is happening? Why are we Why are we bothering with this?
1: Now it's just him juggling his life. Remember, he this is this also follows similar to the other movie where there's a lot of just like super like celebrating this kid in like a really like kind of bizarre adult way.
2: Yes, that's like the, he's like playing in a nightclub and there's like women all over him.
1: Or yeah, he's doing like a commercial and the commercial he's like pretend playing on the piano and there's all these ladies like touching his chest and stuff. And he's like, what? And, and
3: like, then the director's like, "Can you be more sexy?" And it's just like He's a
2: kid! Yeah, really, really, really push him out in the scene.
1: The 90s had a really weird time with, like, we really like having kids in, like, sexy situations with older women.
2: It was like, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like, oh, it's, it's funny because it's not it's different than usual.
1: Ha ha ha. If it was a guy, this would be, pre- like, really predatory. But since yeah. it's a guy, like, there, there was even the next movie is very bad about that of just being like, is there any surprise that, like, when growing up it's like oh okay all of our movies were just like about little kids just like semi-womenizing women of just like no this is fine this is totally cool like she's bending over like every all the guys in the room are gonna be like yes kid look at that butt that was
2: very uncomfortable yep (laughs) but anyway uh yeah so i like i get this i just again my my takeaway point of this was just that like Sandlot came out the same year, and is it is it's it's such a better movie. I never watched it, so I can't yeah, that, say that was the shocking reveal this morning when I came in. Here. Neither of you have seen the Sandlot.
3: I mean, you have to understand, I don't go out of my way to watch sports related movies because that's just not something I'm into. Yeah. The only sports movies I've seen, like that I remember seeing a few times, is Angels in the Outfield and the Mighty Ducks. But that's because they were Disney movies, and mm-hmm. I grew up watching a lot of Disney stuff when I was a kid. But I have, other than that, I don't really go out of my way to watch sports movies. I mean,
2: that's, no, I, I get that. I understand that point. Um, it's like and I, it, I am from the like like my family are baseball fans, and and like, like I played little league and stuff. But I, I've definitely seen *Sandlot* like a million times. But I've I've mentioned it before on that one like that's the movie that my dad really liked because he. He said, like, oh, yeah, this movie, like, he he had serious nostalgia from it because it was, like, parts of the movie were stuff like, oh, I remember doing this kind of thing as a kid. And so it kinda, he had that connect kind of connection to it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like well, you guys should watch that one. I've also been reprimanded for it. It's a very, like, boy-centric movie, like uh, Sandlaw is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a, like a kind coming of coming-of-age story for, for like, a, a bunch of young boys. No, but, stand by me. Got you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's much nicer than that. <laughs> And has and it has James Earl Jones. Oh, okay. Uh but anyway, like I but yeah, I, I see why that is, but I felt Sandlot like much more effectively juggled because that was less about the baseball itself and it was about the, the kids. Mm-hmm. Like they all played baseball and there's there's scenes where it but I, I felt like they handled it in a much better much better way. Sandlot is also extremely funny. We'll have to watch it at we some will. point. Yeah. But, I mean you've heard the line like you're killing me smalls. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah.
1: It's just come across at some point.
2: Wasn't the kid who plays Porter in that movie, isn't he in the Mighty Ducks too?
1: Not mm, sure. Might be. Okay. Could be. We'll have to watch the Mighty Ducks. I think he, I want to say
2: he was the, goal, the goalie in that? Probably.
3: Oh, uh, the, in the next movie?
2: No, in in, uh, in Mighty Ducks. Of course, he, that was uh, right, the same. Right, but what
3: movie are you talking about that? Sandlot. Oh, well, I haven't seen Sandlot, so well, I have no idea.
2: <laughs> I mean,
1: it's, Thinking the, out loud. it's the same one. It's, it's Little Ted, right?
2: You know, I'm very I, you know I'll, let's abandon this line yeah. of inquiry all right
1: well I'll tell you what how about we abandon it to the next episode
2: well yeah we should, oh, we should, we should, we should say thanks for thanks for like sending us this movie
1: yes uh thank you very much Phoenician for uh, recommending this one
2: far like I, and, you know, I may have be been a little harsh on it I'm just saying like far like far far from the worst movie we've done we've done on this podcast it yeah. was just I think it was interesting to see like another kids sports movie that came out the same year about baseball versus Sandlot, just seeing what was different. That was that was weird.
3: I thought it was entertaining.
2: I thought I think I if,
3: thought it was interesting.
2: I think if
1: you've seen it before, it's not bad going back to. Um, I think if you are an a old adult that is just like, this is my expectations of movies, probably not going to be a great look. If you're watching it with a kid, I think as long as you're yeah. just like, hey, by the way, when the director shows up, it's really stupid, but beyond that, it's pretty good. And if you like Gary Busey for some odd reason, he's okay in this if one. You're
2: abuse a one of those kid Busey the fans? abuse
1: head.
3: Well, I feel like if I knew more about baseball, I probably could have liked it a bit more. But there was definitely a few times where they were talking about stuff. And I was like, I don't understand what's happening.
2: Okay. I don't know what they're talking
3: about. That is
2: kind of the problem inherent in like a sports movie. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just,
3: it's kind of annoying sometimes when that happens because it's like, and i in in some cases i don't really care enough to really look it up because it's not like i'm ever going to go and watch the sport like yes i've been to baseball games but like every time i'm always like i don't know what's happening i'm here woo that's kind of like what going to a baseball game Yeah, is like that, for that me. was you
1: at the giants game last year that's great year. yeah,
3: yeah but,
2: you, you,
1: you I you was beer.
3: we were so high up though i kept getting distracted by the skyline I was like, "Oh, it's so pretty!" And then I looked down, like, "Wait, what's happening?"
2: <laughs> it is an, it, Someone it, hit a ball. It is a very nice. It is a very nice view from that park. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I would. I I totally get this being like, 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 like they were saying the movie. Like, this was on VHS. Watched a bunch as a kid. Everyone in our family loved it. Like, I 100 percent get that. Like, this is definitely a movie that. Yeah, if you if you had this on VHS as a kid, you watched it a lot. Yeah, I could see like wanting to go back and revisit it.
1: Yep. I think it's worth it if you have the nostalgia or maybe if you have a kid that's a little sports related, like it's not a bad one to go back to. in that whole 90s sports lexicon Yeah, uh, does have some of your weird part and the director just being an oddball.
2: If you are, if you're a Cubs fan, watch it and bask in your vindication. I think
1: if you're a Cubs fan, this is on your must watch list. Like oh, they've, yeah. they've already watched it. So, All right. Well, next episode, let's go ahead and talk about the 1%. <sighs> oh
2: my God. uh. uh. Uh
1: let's talk about um I know it's a coin term, but I'm going to say white privilege. <laughs> um, let's uh, we're gonna talk about Richie Rich. We're gonna talk about Macaulay Culkin who was actually the richest kid in the world at the time of Richie Rich? Really? Yes.
2: Whoa. So that so gives this you is a some documentary. Yeah,
1: just a little bit. Uh, so we're
2: gonna give you a little bit of context there. Really? It um, wasn't like it wasn't one of like the House of Saud or something. Nope. Weird. Nope.
1: Nope. Macaulay Culkin, richest kid in the world, sexiest man
2: alive. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, get to, we'll, we'll get to that.
1: All right. Uh, well, that takes care of us for this week. Uh, once again, uh, thank you so much to Phoenician for bringing mm-hmm. that up. Uh, part you. of our uh, our group over on the Saturday Friends Discord, which you can be part of by being part of the Saturday Friends Patreon over at patreon.com slash satfriendsclub. You can get the pre-shows that we have. You can get the episodes early because we post them all in one big old dumpo batch. Uh, when i finally get them edited josh goes
2: like yeah i like up a bunch of sd yeah, cards if,
1: if you are the one that likes the netflix style like i just want to collect them as a big collection and then just go you can go ahead and do that at any time uh over there on the patreon you can get the discord group um and we have a lot of we we chat inside the room we say hello uh, we take suggestions and things oh hi josh hi hey, what's going on um, and yes, uh, you can find us over at Twitter, Twitter at satfriendsclub.com. And well, I mean, satfriendsclub is the Twitter satfriendsclub.com being the actual webpage. You'll figure it out. Yep. All right. Next week we talk about rich kids. It's a topic that hasn't been broached that often. Yeah.
2: Who we have not been giving enough attention to the fabulously wealthy. Yes. All
1: right. Uh, we will catch you next week for more Saturday friends fun till then sleep well, everyone
2: and play ball.
1: Nothing? Okay.